Welcome back to another episode of Brush with Brit. If you're new here, welcome. Thank you so much for joining my podcast today. Uh, in this episode, I have a pretty great topic that I am constantly getting questions about all the time, and it's how do you become a dental hygienist? So in this episode, I'm going to talk about how to become a dental hygienist through community college. So this is how I did it, and I just wanted to share this information with you guys so that you have it here on the podcast all in one place and you can just listen to it and have an idea of how to become a dental hygienist through community college. So before I get started, there are a few other ways to become a dental hygienist, which include um, going through like a university or a trade school. This episode is specifically for community college. So don't get confused. There are other ways. I'm just talking about the one that I did. So first thing you want to do is figure out your situation. And by situation, I mean how much can you afford as far as schooling? What is your price limit? What's your price point? Um, How far are you willing to drive or are you willing to relocate to go to a college or a school that you can attend? So really thinking about what your situation will look like if you pick a school and how you're going to be able to accomplish everything you need to in order to become a dental hygienist. So you have to think about where these schools are located and if a commute is something you're willing to do, keep in mind that dental hygiene school is very stressful. So adding a commute on top of that could definitely be challenging. Um, You also need to figure out your working situation. If you are somebody that needs to work in order to pay your bills. Um, You have to take that into consideration as far as how many hours a week will you need to work in order to um, pay for things. So rent, car payment, insurance, all that kind of stuff. You need to take that into consideration. Some students cannot work when they're in hygiene school. It really depends on how you are as a student and how you handle stress. Some students cannot handle working on top of a full workload. So as far as school goes, um, it's a lot to balance. And you most often will hear me say that the hardest part of dental hygiene school was finding a balance between work, school, friends, studying, all of those things. It was extremely hard to balance and if you are able to do dental hygiene school without working, I highly recommend it because if I could have done that, I would have. Um, also looking into their acceptance rate, how many students do they accept and what do they look at? Do they want you to have dental experience? Do they want you to have references or a high GPA or is it a lottery system where they just randomly pick numbers and those are the applications that get processed? Um, you want to know what these application processes are because some of them have wait lists and those wait lists can be years uh, before. Before I got into my program, they did have a waitlist system and it was three years long. Thankfully, they got rid of it and they changed it to first come, first serve. So it was basically who had the fastest internet and who could apply the fastest. Um, You did have to have a 2.5 GPA at the time, but I know it has since changed. The GPA is now higher and they switched it to a lottery system now. So there could even be changes to the, the program that you're looking 
taken into. So make sure you understand their acceptance process and what exactly they're looking for. They may even have an interview process. I thank goodness did not have one of those. Um, I do know that there are a lot of YouTube videos about the interviews and what it's like. So if your school is one that has an interviewing process, make sure you watch those before you um, go to those interviews because I know really nothing about them. So you'll have to get your information elsewhere on that one. Um, you want to know how many students they're accepting. Some of them only accept like 15. Mine accepted 36 at the time. And then due to COVID, they cut it in half. So it's good to know your chances. I know that there are other programs that sometimes even accept as high as like 60 or 80 students. So really good to figure that out um, just so you have an idea of how many students are actually getting in per year. Um, so the way I did it was I was all alone in becoming a dental hygienist. I had no guidance, no help. It was all on me. So the first thing I started doing was Googling. <laughs> I headed straight to Google and I just started Googling um, dental hygiene programs near me. <laughs> Literally, that's what I typed in. And I started doing my research on the differences between trade schools and universities and going to community college. And I decided for me, the only way I was going to be able to graduate debt-free was going through community college. So that's when I started looking into community colleges that have dental hygiene programs in Southern California. And I quickly realized that there was no school in my area whatsoever that had a dental hygiene program that I could afford. So I knew that I had to either relocate or pay for a more expensive school. So I decided I will relocate to another place in order to attend a hygiene program that I could afford. So I started looking around. I, w I researched for a really long time, just reading about all these different programs and their requirements and how long it takes. And um, typically through community college, it does take four years total. So you do two years of prerequisites and two years of a dental hygiene program. So I knew wherever I decided to go, it would be at least four years. And I ended up finding Southwest, ah, sorry, Southwestern College in San Diego. And I was like, you know what? I That's the school I want to go to. And I, at the time, did not realize that I could have done my prerequisites at a separate school. I literally thought that I had to go to Southwestern for all of my prereqs and the dental hygiene program. So I moved to San Diego and I started out Southwestern College. So you first have to apply to the school online. You get your student ID and then you schedule at least two counselor appointments. And this is huge. I always recommend seeing two different counselors so that you get a second opinion and they usually will have a different idea of things. And sometimes there's also a counselor that will specialize in dental hygiene. So if you can email them and make an appointment with that specific counselor, highly, highly, highly recommend. I, um, so I applied online, I got my student ID, I set up a counselor appointment and I quickly found out that yes, it will take me four years to become a dental hygienist, but it is doable. And that's when I decided to apply for things like FAFSA, which is money that will help pay for your units in community college. Um, I applied for EOPS, which helped me pay for my books. 
Um, each semester, I applied for scholarships and grants. So you have to ask your questions and make sure that you're applying to these things that will help you pay for school. Um, it's out there, but you have to be willing to talk to people, to do your research online and Google things and this whole process, like you can get things paid for, but you have to put in the work. Nobody's just going to say, okay, here you go. Come to our college and we're going to teach you how to pay for everything. No, it doesn't work like that. You got to do your own footwork. Um, so make your appointments with your counselors and you can ask them, do you have any resources that help pay for school? And that's when you take down all of that information and you apply to all of the things that they recommend. I had a um, program that I applied to that they let me have a graphing calculator for the semester. So all I had to do was apply and get approved. And then I had a graphing calculator. Instead of buying one, I just rented the one for the semester and gave it back at the end. So little things like that definitely help when you're a student. Um, after I saw the counselor, I had a plan of what I wanted to do. Prereqs usually take two years. And the prerequisites will include courses like English, a little bit of math, not a whole lot, so don't get scared, but a little bit of math, um, ton of science. So you get biology, anatomy, chemistry, organic chemistry, microbiology, physiology. I think that's pretty much all of them, but it's a lot of science. So I really wanted to get my courses done in a year and a half. So I actually doubled up on my science courses and worked at the same time. It was a very hectic hectic schedule. Um, if you have the option to take more time and not double up, then I recommend it, especially if that means you're going to get better grades. So keep those grades up, especially in your prereqs. Sometimes your GPA matters when you're applying to schools. So just keep that in mind. And um, we also had like a communication class, a nutrition class, a psychology class, sociology class, like there was a lot of prerequisites that you have to take. And I was able to get them done in a year and a half. That way I was ready to apply for that time. Um, so it does take a while to do all the prereqs, um, but it's worth it for me because in community college, I was able to graduate debt-free, like I've said, and that was a huge reason why I chose this route. So you do your two years of prerequisites, and once those two years are done, then you um, you will get a degree. So like I have an associate's degree, and I think it's liberal arts, um, which is what my prereqs were. So I do have that degree. Um, so you graduate, you get that degree, and then you apply to the dental hygiene program. And when you apply, so I applied in January, and then I didn't find out that I got into the program until April. And then once you find out you get into the program, then you don't start until August. So um, definitely some time gaps there where I was able to work and save up my money. And then once you get into the dental hygiene program, then you have to do things like you start in clinic and you start practicing on a type of dot. You don't start on live patients right away. Um, so you start on like a fake head with teeth 
and um, you get your practice in and then the second semester is when I started seeing live patients. Um, you definitely have to have clinical practice. I, As far as I know, you cannot become a dental hygienist without having clinical practice and going through a dental hygiene program. I don't know if there's other ways. I haven't heard of them yet. So you do have to have your clinical practice. Uh, that's another thing that you want to make sure you are finding out is that if your dental hygiene program um, if they have their patients for you already or if you have to find them yourself. I have a whole podcast on how I found all of my patients. Um, it is stressful and it's hard and it's just part of the program. It's just the way it, it goes. You know, a lot of us are like, why is it like this? Nursing isn't like this. And for whatever reason, somebody decided along the way that that's the way dental hygiene is. So not only do you have to go through this really, really hard program, but you also have to find your own patients for it. And they have to be a certain type of patient for each semester. You're looking for patients that are light, that are medium, that are heavy. So it just varies a lot and it's a challenge. So keep that in mind. If you're not willing to look for your patients, then you might want to find a program that already has their patient base and you just get to pick through that instead of having to go out and find your own patients. Um, after you do the two-year program, so you have some pretty heavy semesters with a lot of new information, once you graduate from the program, sometimes it's during the program, sometimes it's after, it just depends on where you go, but you then have to take a written exam, which at the time when I took it, it was 350 questions. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what it is at now as well. I know that they changed it during COVID and it was 150 questions, but I think they went back to what they're calling the old version of 350 questions. So you take that written exam and then you also take a practical exam, which is on a live patient. And you do, um, you scale, usually it's about one quadrant and you do a cleaning on that one quadrant and then they check and make sure it's sufficient. And then once you pass that, then you take in California a law and ethics exam. So you have to know all the laws and regulations and everything in California. So then you take that exam and after that, you get approved for your license and then you get your license and you can practice. So all in total, this is how it goes. Two years of prerequisites, two years of a dental hygiene program, one written exam, one clinical exam, one law and ethics exam, and then you graduate from everything, you apply, you get your license, and you can practice in California. So it's a very long process, um, definitely worth it in my eyes. The only unfortunate thing um, is that your license may not go from state to state, depending on the states in the U.S., you cannot practice, like let's say, so I'm licensed in California, let's say I want to move to Oklahoma. And I moved to Oklahoma, it does not mean that I can practice. I need to um, figure out what their licensing process is, go through that, and get a separate license in Oklahoma. So I'm pretty sure it's like similar to having a driver's license where you have to get one for each state. 
Um, so yeah, that to me, that really sucks because we go through all of this schooling and let's say I'm in California and I practice for 20 years and then I decide to move and then I have to go redo some of these tests possibly like that's so tough. Um, but yeah, so just keep that in mind. I know that I think it's the same way for nurses. I had a patient tell me that one time, but just keep it in mind. If you're planning on moving and things like that, just plan ahead. Um, so I hope that that gave you like the gist of what or how to become a dental hygienist through community college. Um, I know it's kind of like a brief condensed version of it. I didn't go through like what the dental hygiene program was like, but I just wanted you guys to know the route that I took and how to kind of start that process on your own. You guys can always feel free to reach out with me. Um, When you guys reach out to me, just be really specific in the questions that you ask me. That way I can help you um, as best as I can. Sometimes when the questions are like, broad it's hard for me to answer them um so i just like when the questions are very specific and then that way i can just really help you the way that you are looking for i try to get back to all of my messages as soon as possible so just be patient with me if i don't reply right away Um, i really do try to stay on top of it so I hope this episode helped you in some way and I thank you so much for supporting me and being part of Brush with Brit. I hope that this year I will get to go to some conventions and hopefully meet some of you guys. Um, If you ever do see me, please feel free to say hi. I am always open to saying what's up and talking about dental stuff always. So thanks again for listening. I appreciate it you guys and love you guys so much and happy new year. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to my two week LASIK eye surgery, um, appointment today and your girl is seeing so well. It's amazing. Uh, 10 out of 10 recommend. It's been great. And at work it's even better because I use my eyes all day. So I just wanted to let you guys know that LASIK is amazing and I'm so happy with my results. (laughs) Um, have a good day guys. Love you guys. Bye.